Can you tell me, we'll tell everybody here more, uh, more about what you do. How did you get to where you are now on this live stream? Uh, who oh. is Justin Jackson? <laughs> uh, I mean, for the, for this, the purpose of this, I'm the co-founder of Transistor.fm. Uh, we're a small podcast hosting company started in 2018. Uh, I co-founded co it with John Buddha. Um, and we, him and I met in 2014 at XOXO in Portland. And uh, we started, the reason we started talking was because I was doing a podcast called Product People that I started in 2012. And uh, he was also building tools for podcasters. So he uh, gave me access to some of his tools. And then four years after we met, we started Transistor. And then pretty quick after it became our full-time gig. And now we have four people working on Transistor full-time. And, oh man, probably 20,000 podcasts on the platform, something like that. So that's... That's the short version, I guess. <laughs> Amazing. And uh, what what was your your early start? Like, what was the the early Justin Jackson entry into audio? Like, what what were the early moments that you thought, like, you know, mm. audio is for me. This is something that I want to be involved in, especially podcasting. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, I mean, growing up, I grew up in Alberta and. In Alberta, Canada, talk radio is huge. And I remember uh, driving with my dad in his pickup truck, and we were just always listening to CBC, which is kind of our NPR. And uh, I I really liked talk radio, maybe maybe because it was what I did with my dad. But I kept listening to it even in high school. And uh, I have I have memories of driving my car by myself and like turning off the radio and pretending to be the host, like pretending to be like, oh, what, what question would I ask and kind of acting it out. And so I think I was always like into it. You know, I always wanted to be in, uh, do something in audio. Mm -hmm. And then uh, years later, and actually I, I also, my parents knew somebody who bought a radio station who's quite wealthy. And I, I remember as probably a, a 17 year old, uh, after I heard the news, uh, speaking to him at one point going, man, that's so cool. You bought a radio station. Like how does, how would a guy like me get into radio, you know? And, and like, and he just said, uh, ah, it's, it's pretty hard. <laughs> he basically <laughs> discouraged me from doing it. Oh, and, um, and, and even like the cost of like broadcasting yourself back then in 1997 was, is high. It, it was impossible. You couldn't, um, you know, pay for uh, a radio station, uh, you know, it'd just be too expensive. So fast forward to 2012, uh, my friend Kyle Fox asked me if I wanted to start a podcast and I'd been listening to different tech shows. And, uh, but, and at that point it was very accessible. I think we started with just like um, earbuds and then eventually bought a blue Yeti mic like a lot of people do. And then uh, just kept going from there. But even then, like, I maybe like all, in total cost I've, that I've invested in podcasting, like equipment and stuff, it's still incredibly affordable. Like the idea that you could buy a $70 microphone, 
hook it up to your computer and then, you know, pay a little bit for podcast hosting. And you're basically your own radio station that like fulfills a lifelong, like dream I've had since high school that, <laughs> that you can even do that. That's incredible. Right. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I'm, I'm really pumped on the idea of podcasting and audio and the, the, <laughs> the fact that just anybody can do it, you know, yeah. wherever you are in the world, it's incredibly accessible. Certainly. I mean, what kind of advice are you giving to folks that are just getting started along those lines? Obviously, in 2022, mm. there's just a lower threshold to, to, to jumping in. Um, what kind of yeah. advice are you, are you, work, are, are you giving to, to new folks, to people that are maybe in the young, the young Justin phase of, of thinking about making their start? Yeah. Well, before we get into habits, I, maybe the first habit is a mindset habit which is, um, uh, <laughs> I, wanna, I don't want to be crass, but there's like, there's, sometimes people see the number of podcasts and they get discouraged. Mm. Uh, like there's 1.5 million podcasts or something like that. And uh, the truth is, and again, not to be crass, but the truth is most podcasts still aren't that good. <laughs> and if that's true, Anybody getting into it should know that, yes, there's a lot out there, but there's still an incredible opportunity to produce something that is good, something that's compelling, something that people actually want to wake up and listen to. So yeah, anybody can hit record and the tools are available to everybody. That's amazing. That's the democratization part. But then your job as a podcaster is to create something that is compelling to create something that people want to listen to. Mm -hmm. And so I would say the first habit would be research, figure out who you're going to be speaking to and what are they into? What kinds of shows do they listen to already? Uh, how much room do they have in their, you know, audio uh, consumption and what would it take for them to switch to something else. Mm -hmm. And you can ask these questions, you know, there's uh, on Reddit, there's a, a, a subreddit called r slash podcasts. Uh, there's a communities of podcast uh, for podcast fans like Podchaser and Podacy. And you can find people who listen to shows and you can find people who listen to shows that you might want to create like in that genre. And then, reach out to them, reach out to them on Twitter or Instagram, DM them, ask questions publicly, ask questions in coffee shops. I, I've gotten in the habit of doing this. Uh, you know, here's somebody talking about podcasts and, and say, hey, just curious, like, why did you start listening to that show? How did you hear about it? Mm. What kind of show do you think you would listen to next? What would cause you to switch from something you're listening right now to something else? And uh, the insights you're going to get from that are going to help you form a picture of the type of show you should be creating. And then it also has to align with something you're excited about, something that you're passionate about, and something that, again, you can be uh, compelling, uh, that you can be a compelling host of. Mm. You, the, the truth is that uh, podcasting isn't for everybody, even though the tools are available available for everybody. Podcasting is for people that can be good on the microphone 
And that takes some practice, that takes uh, you know, some trial and error, and it takes some passion. And uh, if you're just kind of, you know, if you're not fully bought into that, I, it, it will be hard to get listeners. Mm -hmm. But if you are committed to creating something interesting and good, then um, yeah, then, then start following those habits of research is number one, practice. Of course, the first show you put out is not going to be perfect. It takes lots of time. Uh, even what I was doing in the car when I was uh, in high school, I was practicing. Practicing. What does it take to be a good host? Uh, listen to your favorite radio host. Listen to Howard Stern. Um, you know, listen to Terry Gross. Listen to people that are good at what they do, and pick up on that. When when do they pause? How do they ask questions? Uh, what kind of style or tone do you like? What kind of style and tone is? Uh, compelling to you as a listener? What turns you off? What makes you fast forward? What makes you stop listening? Uh, so uh, practice and uh, keep engaging with your audience. Once you find something that works, be in connection with your audience. And uh, some people say it's hard to get feedback. Like that's the number one thing. Like, oh, audio, I never get any feedback. There's no like centralized comments like YouTube. And the truth is, you'll know when you've, you've truly become compelling and also connected with an audience, you'll know because they will find you. And uh, one way to encourage that is to give them uh, prompts. So uh, one of my favorite prompts is uh, to give a shout out to the people listening who are doing the dishes, you know, like, hey, everybody, if you're out there doing the dishes right now, I know you're there. Just tweet me at M I Justin, you know, like that giving people an opportunity to, uh, Hey, are you walking the dog right now? If you are walking the dog right now, could you just stop and just like shoot me an email at this address or shoot me a tweet? Just, I just want to know that somebody's out there listening and giving people those fun opportunities to engage with you yeah. uh, and those prompts to engage with you. Um, you'll probably see more, uh, responses, more engagement. If you give them, yeah, and, uh, of course, this is all on the bedrock of being compelling and interesting and actually, you know, finding an audience, all of which are not easy, but once you do that, uh, getting feedback is not as hard as, uh, as you might think. Mm. Yeah, that's, that's fantastic. I, I can imagine myself right now, Washing the pan after after cooking dinner, hearing Justin's <laughs> voice in my head. 